Broadcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the Smart Cities podcast is the only podcast dedicated to all things smart cities. The podcast is the creation of ARC Advisory Group's Smart City Practice. ARC advises leading companies, municipalities, and governments on technology trends and market dynamics that affect their business and quality of life in their cities. To engage further, please like and share our podcast or reach out directly on Twitter at Smart City Viewpoints or on our website at www.arcweb.com backslash industries backslash smart dash cities. Welcome to another edition of Smart City Viewpoints. I'm Jim Frazier, Vice President of Smart Cities here at ARC. And today we're going to talk about the Smart City 3.0 initiatives. Um, As you know, as we all know, there's a significant amount of ambiguity in specifying a Smart City project today. This lack of clarity costs time, dollars, and often can lead you far astray from your Smart City vision. And since this whole Smart City effort worldwide is really in its early adopter phase, it's really not surprising that this ambiguity is also promoted uh, by the marketing hyperbole of many vendors in the domain. This scenario is increasingly being defined as Smart City 1.0. There's obviously a plethora of very dramatic and very powerful, uh, compelling solutions out there in the Smart City marketplace, but it's very difficult for any one person, be you a city manager, some public agency leader, an elected official, or even an uh, influential citizen in a citizens group, to really get their arms around the uh, entire perspective and to really have a 360 degree perspective of, of a project. So as we know, many vendors have gone out with some great smart city technology, technological solutions but uh, unfortunately, the adoption rate has fallen short of um, some of the most um, aggressive forecasts and even some of the conservative forecasts as well. So a few years ago, many of the uh, people in the ecosystem really looked at a 2.0 effort in the world of smart cities. And this really focused upon the elected leadership and the employees and the staffs of public agencies. And they defined this as Smart City 2.0. But this too came up a, a bit short. And upon careful reflection, it recognized that the entire, uh, continuum of, of interconnected ecosystems that comprise all the participants of a city uh, really weren't represented in many of these efforts. And that's where the Smart City 3.0 initiative really came to be. So what's Smart City 3.0? Well, it's an initiative driven by public expectations or more precisely, user needs. So while Smart City 1.0 and 2.0 are driven by technology and government decisions, respectively, particularly in 2.0, 
Smart City 3.0 is neither driven by technology nor solely by government agencies themselves. So in a Smart City 3.0 perspective, the public and all of the constituent stakeholder communities express their views, their wishes, and their needs with the government acting as a facilitator and as a definer and in fact traffic cop of agency-specific user needs. This stakeholder-based model drives social change. It helps eliminate objections since all stakeholder communities and individuals uh, ideally are included. It minimizes design errors and ensures that the technology is properly applied in the development of the city that your stakeholders want to see in the future. A well-applied Smart City 3.0 effort also satisfied, satisfies the three pillars of sustainability as well, by one, protecting the natural environment, two, enhancing human quality of life, and three, maintaining fiscal prudence. So how can this really be applied in the real world? Well, in order to structure and formalize and document Smart City 3.0 project conceptions, delivery, commissioning, and ultimately the retirement, well, the systems engineering process is used. And as we've talked about in, in previous podcasts, the, the evolving Smart City 3.0 manifesto includes uh, a structured approach to that planning process. So in step one, you would define your stakeholder communities. These communities can range from elected officials, from the various departments within a public agency, to the downtown business district, to special tax districts, to adjacent public agencies, to citizens groups from perhaps there's a bicycling community. Perhaps there are uh, parent-teacher associations that encourage um, and work with uh, the state DOT on safe route to school for walking paths for, for school children. So it's very important to cast a very broad net in defining a number of stakeholder communities. And you could easily come up with well more than a dozen or, or even two dozen without, without much effort. Then step two of the Smart City 3.0 manifesto is querying these stakeholders, a multitude of stakeholders, say 50 or 70 or 100, any stakeholder community for their specific user needs. So this, this requires a, a, a large outreach effort to really communicate to them what's, what the areas of interest are, what are, what are the options, and to extract out of them a narrative, a few sentences about what's the largest problem in your city. If, if you were all powerful, what would you fix in, in your city or public agency today or in the future? Well, once you have collected these user needs, the next step is to qualify these user needs into groups that are supported by a consensus of all the respondents. This is not an insignificant task. You might have hundreds, if not a thousand or more user needs. And it's important to, to clarify, 
quantify and group these um, into consensus-based needs. Once you do have these consensus-based needs uh, that really are foundational to your effort, step four is quantifying those, those textual narratives uh, that, that uh, describe those consensus-based needs into measurable functional requirements. These requirements can then become an RFP, an RFI, and can, can in our, the next building block in that Smart City 3.0 effort. The next step, number five, is to assemble these requirements and, and the underlying user needs into a project specification. And it's important to remember that every need needs a requirement, every need is required to drive a measurable functional requirement and no functional requirements should be introduced that don't have an underlying user need. The next step, number five, is to assemble these requirements into a project specification. Next, number six, is to create a test plan test plans, actually, plural, to ensure all these consensus-based needs are met and that none of those extraneous requirements have been introduced by vendors or, or, or anyone else. It's important to, to really use those consensus-based needs as a foundation. All along the process, number seven, you should consider user needs over the entire project lifecycle from project conception, from the concept of operations, to operations and eventual project retirement and disposal. Along the way, number eight, it's important to maintain compliance with the three pillars of sustainability, which are relatively simply stated as protecting the natural environment, enhancing human quality of life, while maintaining fiscal prudence. Um, generally speaking, projects today really get funded if they have a short payback, say two or three years, occasionally four or five, uh, depending on, on the human, uh, human impact and impact on the natural environment. <laughs> Following this eight-step process of, of the Smart City 3.0 effort really does result in faster project comp completion, lower overall costs, and much greater user satisfaction. These attributes are only some of the strong reasons to use this Smart City 3.0 approach, which in itself is driven quite a bit by systems engineering. So once again, <clears throat> the Smart City 3.0 manifesto steps are defining your stakeholder communities, querying a multitude of stakeholders in each community for their specific user needs. Then number three, qualifying these collected user needs into groups that are supported by a consensus of all the respondents. Number four, quantifying or actually turning those consensus-based narratives, those textual user needs into measurable functional requirements. Number five, 
assembling those requirements into a project specification. Number six, creating a test plan <clears throat> to ensure that all needs are met and that no extra and costly or and scheduled delaying requirements have been introduced. <clears throat> Over the entire project, it's important to look at the entire life cycle from project conception to retirement. And it's important to also keep an eye on sustainability, both or actually in particular, the three pillars of the natural environment, human quality of life, and jobs and road safety, and all, all the human factors, as well as a relatively rapid payback. There are a number of references out there on Smart City 3.0. Uh, Dr. Winnie Tang has, has written Gearing Up for Smart City 3.0. Dr. Boyd Cohen from Spain has written The Three Generations of Smart Cities. Herman Vandenbosch has a, a, a very good paper, Smart Cities 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, What's Next? Thomas Mueller has written Towards a New Paradigm of the Smart City. Bill Hutchison has some interesting perspectives. Uh, his, his efforts are entitled, How Smart Is Your Smart City and Why Should You Care? And the USDOT also has written the Systems Engineering Guidebook for Intelligent Transportation Systems. Uh, it's written by the USDOT and published by the Federal Highway Administration. All six of those are great resources for you to learn more about Smart City 3.0 and this philosophical approach to supporting all of your stakeholder communities. So thank you very much for joining us for this Smart City Viewpoints podcast. We look forward to seeing you on a, on a future edition. Thank you very much. Broadcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the Smart Cities podcast is the only podcast dedicated to all things Smart Cities. The podcast is the creation of ARC Advisory Group's Smart City Practice. ARC advises leading companies, municipalities, and governments on technology trends and market dynamics that affect their business and quality of life in their cities. To engage further, please like and share our podcast or reach out directly on Twitter at Smart City Viewpoints or on our website at www.arcweb.com backslash industries backslash smart dash cities.